the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration that I really hope is being a blessing to you because our God really does want to bless us by bringing recovery and restoration in our lives. It's a promise that he wants to fulfill for each and every one of us. Over in Joel chapter 2, God made a promise to me and you that he'll recover everything that was lost and or stolen from me and you. All we have to do is believe God's promise of recovery and restoration to be true, and God will fulfill that promise of recovery and restoration in the lives of me and you. That's why I'm excited to share with you a little more today about what the Bible has to say about recovery and restoration that God wants to bring our way so that each of us can experience the recovery and restoration that God's Word clearly has to say. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You just keep doing what you do and let God deal with them and what they're going through. You just keep doing what you do and let God work with them and deal with them and what they're going through. Because some of you think, well, I done tried four or five things to be nice to them. It ain't happen. It ain't changing nothing. That's because what you do ain't got nothing to do with the reason why they're doing that. Amen, sir. It's them. Because if you're not doing anything wrong, you just make sure you don't start doing anything wrong. Because a lot of us, we begin to start following suit to what they do. We act like we're playing hearts. They play a club, we got a bigger club. They throw out a spade, we act like a spade. They throw out a heart, we go for the heart. No, come on, Uno. You're supposed to reverse the color and make it go the way you want it to go. You overcome evil with? Yeah, man, you don't overcome evil with more evil. You just stay good, no matter how they play you. Because if you're not doing anything wrong, just make sure you don't start doing anything wrong then God will make sure that everything works out right with you. Don't concern yourself. God's got you. Keep reading. Drop down to verse 8. And his brethren said unto him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? Now he didn't say nothing about that. All he did was tell them to dream. They don't want to act like they dream interpreters and stuff. All he did was tell them the dream that God showed them. And they like, they, they automatically went to the negative end in their minds. And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Now you hate me because of the dream and you hate me just because I talk. Well, although Joseph's brothers didn't like Joseph, 
God did like Joseph. God loved him and kept on blessing him and showed him any, uh, uh, another dream. Kept on giving him a dream. One that his brothers didn't like either. The Bible says that they hated him yet the more. Even though he didn't have any problem with them and hadn't done anything to them, they had huge problems with him. They hated him even more than they did before. Start reading in verse 9. We'll see that although his brothers were hating on him, God showed him even more favor. Verse 9 says, and he dreamed yet another dream. God, don't you know the last one got me in trouble? And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brothers and said, behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun of the, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his daddy too. And his brethren and his daddy rebuked him and said unto him, what is this dream that thou hast dream, dreamed? Shall I and thy mama and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee in the earth? And his brothers envied him, but his father observed the same. Now, that right there is interesting because it says his brothers envied him. Sometimes envy is the problem that causes separation between people in relationships. Sometimes envy is the problem that causes separations between people in, in, in relationships. That includes family members, believe it or not, spouses in houses. You actually have one spouse envying the other spouse. Be mad at the other spouse for being successful. Being mad at the other spouse for being liked. Being mad at the, for whatever, just mad. Mm-hmm. Friends being envious of one another. Colleagues being envious of one another. And even people worshiping and serving together in church can be envious of one another. Mm-hmm. Whereas they envied one another. Now that word envied right there means to be jealous or envious. To be jealous or envious, which means that that envy can come from two angles. It can come from jealousy. It can come from envy. This jealousy can either be because the the envious want what you've got, but don't have it themselves. They want what you've got. I want that. I wanted a coat like that. I wanted God to be able to give me something, dreams and stuff. So sometimes it can be envious because of something you got that they ain't got. You got good hair. They got nappy hair. Or you got nappy hair and they got straight hair and they trying to get their straight hair nappy, but it won't nap up. <laughs> whatever. You know, it's, it's like whatever. You got friends, they ain't got friends like you got friends or whatever. Sometimes the jealousy can either be because the envious want what you got, but they don't have it for themselves. And sometimes they don't want you to have what you got. It's not that they want what you got. They just don't want you to have it. Sometimes, but not always, it's because they don't have it. So they don't want what you, they don't want you to have it. So they mad because you got it. You know how like crabs in a, in, in a bucket. They see you going up, they grab you and put their little claws and, and pull you back, their little red claws and pull you back down. Brown claws, tan claws. Black claws, white claws, you know, whatever color claws they got. They'll grab it and bring them back down. Mm-hmm. Look at your neighbor and say, you're getting way too quiet. He ain't talking about you, is he? Tell him, say, he ain't talking about you, is he? If so, just keep your face straight. Tell him, just keep your face straight. Won't nobody know. Praise God. Now, remember... All this stuff is basically on the inside. Every once in a while they can let it out and say something to them. But now it's about to go to a whole nother level. 
Drop down to verse 18. Now, this is right when his daddy sent him out to do good to his brethren. Go take them some Lunchables. Go take them something to eat. Go see how they're doing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Go see how they're doing and report back to me. And he like, cool. And he go down there just to see how his brothers that he loved, that he loved, are doing. When he don't have a single problem with. And he go to see how they doing. They the one carrying the grudges. They the one carrying the problems. He good. So he going down there. Do the old old. Let's go see how they doing. Verse 18. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. As though that's a, a, a capital offense. He's a dreamer. Oh my God, isn't that, shouldn't that be on public enemy number one in the top 10 or something? He's a dreamer. Oh no. Only thing worse than that is the person that voted for Trump in society nowadays. <laughs> Verse 19. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh, which means all of they talking to one another, yeah, yeah, they come, yeah, yeah. Because he's saying one to another. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. I don't even know which one, just throw him in some. And, and, and we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it. And Reuben heard it. The Lord can tell when folk about to jam you, jack you, mess you up, do some things against you. But he always have a way to be able to shut it down from happening to the, ex- to the extent that they wanted it to happen. Sometimes it'll shut it down altogether. Sometimes it'll shut it down to the extent that they wanted that. Because they wanted to kill him. Graveyard dead. Slay. Murder. Kill him. But Reuben, who happened to be the oldest son, said, oh, no, man, no. See, they ain't, no, they, we ought not be doing that. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said, since he's oldest, they got to all back off to what he's saying. And Reuben said unto them, shed, shed, shed no blood, but cast him into the pit. Go ahead, throw him into the pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him in his father again. So he didn't tell them, throw him in there so I could deliver him out. He said, go ahead, throw him in there. But he was thinking, I'm going to go later on while they ain't looking, and I'm going to get him out and take him back to his father so he could be safe. Verse 23 says, And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty, which means when he hit, he hit with a thud. There was no water in it, nothing to break the pot, nothing to break the, the fall. It just, bam, hit the bottom of it just like that. Now, that's jacked up. This right here is the beginning of the actions that caused the broken relationship. Because it wasn't enough that it was inside. Now it's starting to become actions. You know, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, when something gets in your heart in too much of abundance, you'll start seeing action manifest. See, prior to this point, everything concerning their hatred towards their brother Joseph was inward. It was in thought. 
But at this point, it's where the inward thoughts start manifesting themselves outwardly through their actions. They start acting out what they think. You know, they, they you know, and, and that's what the people was doing with you. Probably started off just thinking something. But then later on down the line, they started doing things. Nasty little things. Hurtful little things. And all you're doing is going to see how they're doing, go to see how they're doing. You just wished well of them. You want to be with them. And they they just doing stuff. He came to where they were to be a blessing to them. But they were anything but a blessing to him. He came to help them. But they wanted to hurt him. He came with the intentions to do something better for their lives. To cause their lives to be better. But they plotted and planned to do something to take his life. Whereas it just ain't the same. He only meant them well. And ended up being thrown by them in the bottom of a well. They done roughed him up first. Because I can't imagine that they escorted him over and said, come on, just follow me. You know, and then lowered him down into the well. Praise God. They they was bouncing back between all them big brothers, all them brothers, praise God. They was just bouncing back and forth between them and pushing them and snatching his stuff. And he like, hey, hey, what's going on? And they just snatching him and, and, and laughing and mocking and saying stupid stuff to him and stuff like that, trying to be a hurt to him. You know, he bouncing around like a pinball in a pinball machine, praise God. And then they snatch his coat off that his daddy gave him. And then they end up snatching him and dragging him over to that well they had. And then they throw him down. Put him in a yard. Put him in. They probably cussing and saying all that stuff. Throw it low. Bleep the bleep self in there. And then they slung him in there. And they slung him in there. He's like, oh, wow. Living for the city. Well, he's like, Lord, Lord, what is it? I'm living for the city. Good God Almighty. He's like, what just happened here? <laughs> All I gained was the New York, New York. <laughs> now I'm ended up in jail. <laughs> they done slammed the door on me. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, man, don't worry about it. <laughs> just regressing for a second. Just bear with me. Praise God. I'm back. That's... We, now we can look at the outright wrong that was done to him. Because that, that wasn't even all of it. Because he's not thinking, he's probably thinking, like, I hope they playing. He's <laughs> like, I'm ho- I hope they playing. Come on, y'all, quit playing. Come on, get me up out this, man. I, <laughs> any, any moment, this is going to change. Verse 25. And they sat down to eat. Bread. After they done slung their brother around, slammed him and threw him down a hole, they sat down and started breaking bread. I wonder, did they pray first? Lord, bless this food that we're about to eat. <laughs> oh, folk will do you wrong and just keep on praying like ain't nothing happening. Keep on acting all holy like ain't nothing happening. And they just dogging people. And they sat down to eat bread. And they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites come from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? 
We ain't getting nothing out of this. Can I put a pause button on this? This shows you that they don't get nothing out of doing you wrong. They, they don't really get anything out of doing you wrong. He's recognizing we ain't going to get nothing out of doing him wrong. So now they're going to try to get some benefit themselves. Verse 27 said, come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and, and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. Now all of a sudden I'm your brother. But you're going to sell me off to somebody although I'm your brother. Come on, listen up, listen. Look, I love you. I just think you deserve better. So because of that, I'm going to leave you and those three kids by yourself. But it's, it's not you. It's me. I just want to do right by you. I just want you to be happy. I, I, I'm holding you down. So later, I ain't going to be around. You know how they try to make it seem like they try to, it's, it's for your good. Y'all know nothing about none of this. I don't know why the Lord keep giving me messages that don't nobody know what I'm talking about. It's not that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that I don't love you like I used to. Hey, don't look hurt. Love don't love nobody. <laughs> it's a thin line. <laughs> Y'all know nothing about none of this. Let's just move on. <laughs> so we in verse 27. He said, come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let us not, and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brethren and our flesh. And his brethren were content. Yeah, let's do it. Then they passed by Midianites. Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit. I bet you think like, man, it's finally over. And then sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph to Egypt. They sold him for 20 pieces of silver. Now, this, the, the first one was wrong enough. Now we're into outright, straight up ganking wrong. Wrong stuff done here. Sold him off for 20 pieces of silver. Wait a minute. Ain't that the same price that Judas received for doing Jesus wrong too? Who didn't deserve it either? Well, I guess that must be the going price for betrayal offered by Satan for betraying the innocent. 20 pieces of silver. I wonder how much did the people get for doing you wrong when you didn't deserve it. I wonder how much did you get for doing that other person wrong who didn't deserve it. Don't say it out loud. Just, you know, slide me a little piece of paper with it written on it later. Praise God. Say anonymous and then give me the amount that you got. The person who does others wrong will always seem to receive some benefit or profit of some sort for doing it when, it when they first start out. But the truth is, is that Satan really deceives them into thinking that the benefit is in betraying the same people that God put around them in order to be able to enjoy a fellowship and relationship with. But betraying people 
It happens all the time. Satan always gets what God put together. He gets, he tries to find somebody in the, in the midst to betray the other one. Jesus dealt with it. He had Judas right there in his midst. And Judas was betraying him the whole time. Ripping him off the whole time. Until he eventually sold him out to, his, to, the, to, the, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Sold him out to, the, to them so that they can be able to betray him. Mm-hmm. It's, it happens all the time. Jesus, I remember, I remember one time, you know, I was sitting there concerned one time about some betrayal that was happening to me, praise God. And the Lord said, you know, to me in, in my terminology, basically, he said, why are you getting all upset about it? It happened to me. What, make, what makes you think it won't happen to you? He said, I had one of my archangels turn on me. And he took down one third of the angels that I created. I created them for me. So why would you be bothered that so many people have left you? It happens. You just stay right. And I got you. And see, the key is always remember, you just stay right. God's got you. Can you imagine Joseph now being taken off into slavery? Now, trust me, when they sold him off into slavery, they didn't say, okay, here, you my new slave. Here, I got a mule for you to be able to ride on and make you comfortable and stuff like that. Here's a water bottle. You know, you just drink when you want and just ride and just, you know, that, that right there is, 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 the, is the radio. You can turn it on anytime you want to. Just put on any channel you want to and just ride. Now they tied him up, attached it to the, to the horses or whatever they was driving, the cart, and they drug him. If he walked and kept up, then he, got, he kept up. If he ever fell, they drug him and kept riding. And he had to get up. They disrespect him, dishonored him. Sometimes you got drugged through all kind of stuff too. Because it's the same people that played you and, and, and did you wrong like, like they wasn't supposed to do. Drop down to verse 36. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and the captain of the guard. So after being sold to the Midianites, Joseph was sold a second time to Potiphar. Sold a second time to Potiphar. And remember, Joseph hadn't done anything wrong to anybody. He didn't deserve what was happening to him. And it didn't stop there for Joseph either. Because remember, Joseph was then lied on by Potiphar's wife. Once again, he didn't do anything. All he did was stay right, stay holy. She was the skank that wanted to do something that she wasn't supposed to do. He just told her no, respecting her, respecting her husband, respecting God, respecting everybody, doing what he's supposed to do. And what ended, what ended up happening to him? Now he in jail. Living for the city. <laughs> now he in jail. And he like, what? All I did was love my father and love my brother in two. All I did was right by my father and right by my brother in two. Then I get thrown in a pit, took out the pit, put in, sold to some, some I don't even understand what they're saying. They just talking to me and I don't even know what they're saying. And they dragging me around. Now I'm sold to Potiphar. Now I'm sitting over here in Egypt. Well, how I get over here? And then his wife, I'm serving her, make her biscuits in the morning and gravy. And now I'm in a mess. Now I'm sitting in here in jail, convicted of a crime he didn't do and put in jail. Once again, he didn't do anything wrong to anybody. Now, come on, you got to stay with me. And wasn't in jail for a week or two was in there for years, years. 
Now he's in jail without parole just because somebody else couldn't keep control of their flesh. It was his brothers and his people too. And he still hadn't done anything wrong to anybody. Once again, don't forget, the key is not letting what happened to you infect you and cause you to be able to stop being the person that you were prior to all this stuff happening. Because a lot of people, look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about you. Half of that, a quarter of that would have affected them and then infected them to the point that they would have lost who they were. And at this point, now they are a person who is now affected by what happened to them, who is now a different person than it originally happened. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope it's becoming clearer and clearer to you of the recovery and restoration that God wants to do for me and you. God's word is clear that he's willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So come on and let's let him do it for me and you. Let's let him bring the recovery and restoration to us that he promised that he'd do. Let's let him do what he promised that he'd do for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Where the Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after the service. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we'll have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 